Hello, everyone. Hello! My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily! Welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank God you guys are back. Is this me or you explaining what's going on? I don't remember. We need a, we need a tally sheet. I know. I meant I mean to ask like ahead of time and then I don't think about it. I bet it's my turn. I bet it's my turn. I think you should do it because I truly don't remember. And uh, I'll do it next week. Hey, listeners, remind me that I'm doing it next week. Okay. Um, welcome to TBD. This is a podcast about tea and friendship. Hooray. Check mark, check mark. Uh, we will be drinking tea. Some people are already drinking tea. I'm not currently drinking it, but the other two people in the room are. They might have heard the slurps over the microphone. <laughs> slurps of slurp. Uh, we will be getting two topics today. One of those topics is from me, and nobody else in the room knows it. Nobody knows it. The other topic will be from our guest. He has a topic that I don't know. <laughs> I think Emily's... I do know. I've kept it a secret, though. Keyed into it. Um, it's okay. It's, it's just, just sometimes it, you have people on that you know so well that, one, they're just going to tell you the topic, and two, you can really just guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't know it, though, and that's, that's the important thing is that I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, at he least... looks so confused right now. At least one of us is dumbfounded. I do look really confused right now. You just um, see his face. Resting confused face. RCF. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the top the podcast about tea and friendship, and also topics, and sometimes Harry Potter, and sometimes the Columbus Zoo, and sometimes and the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts, and sometimes um, the TV show Gotham, and sometimes <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Listen, our interests are our topics, and our lives are also our interests. Um, you know, I've never really plugged on this show is we have a whole topics listing on our website. Like, there's a whole long list of every topic we've ever talked about. And then you, you can like peruse that and decide whether you want to listen to an episode about, I don't know, sleep. That's an episode. Or uh, I don't know, some other episodes we have. <laughs> um, there's also a listing of all the teas we have drank. Yeah, kind of. That's not as updated as the topics. I know, list. but they're there. Yes. And a, t- a list of all the friends we've ever had. Also incomplete. So many friends. Uh, All right. Without further ado, Emily, would you like to bring our guest of honor? Um, The guest of honor is truly one of my dearest friends. I I would go as far to say maybe my oldest friend or one of my oldest continuing friends who is looking at me like I'm an insane person, which is pretty usual. Um, Welcome to the stage, the podcast stage, my dear friend, Troy. Alan Van Gundy. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, longest consecutive friendship. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. For me, I don't know about Troy. No, no, it's totally the same. Yeah, then why were you giving me such looks? Just the way you d- introduced me was oh, okay. very Emily Riggins. Um, when would you guys say that your friendship began? Um, high 15? school. I want a year. Um, it was economics. 2000 and... Five? Don't ask me. Two thousand and five. Um, mm. but it was. She were, had long hair. Were we in tenth grade? Down to her butt. Were Whoa, we in tenth grade? You had hair down to your butt. She did. Were we in tenth grade? Answer the question. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Thank you. How long was your hair? Uh, it was down to my butt. It was really long. <laughs> it was really stringy, and it didn't look very good. But then I got a cut. Then she got a bob, and she's never turned back. Um. Yeah, I got a cut really short, 
and then I kept it like that all through college, and then now it's like longish. Mm. Long. Yeah, I'd consider your hair long, <laughs> but not as long as it has been in the it's past. It's not uh, butt long. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know you had butt long hair. <laughs> Feel weird. You haven't had the this. longest consecutive friend on yet, so no. Yeah. no, I have not had long my longest consecutive friend on. No, he did. He's the one who supplied the microphones that I said I, off air was talking about where I got my microphones from, and it's from my longest consecutive friend. <laughs> um, this is my guys... new favorite term for Troy. <laughs> no longer referring to him as my best friend. <laughs> that would seem rotten at this point. <laughs> He's my longest consecutive friend. Um, Troy, are you also from Ohio? I am. I still live in Columbus, so. Um, I was vaguely aware of that, but I don't know where you're, I didn't know where you were from. You know, you could be from anywhere. We're both from Lancaster, Ohio. The, pl- plug something, Emily, plug it. Uh, uh, where we have the a. The home of the 50 star flag. Oh. What's that, what's that mean? Where it was first designed? Uh, that's, it was 50? That's, that's the story that they tell us that it was designed for our class. We also have a cereal plant that sometimes catches on fire. There's also Anchor Hawking Glass in Lancaster, Ohio. That's, that's where true. they're made. Wow. Fire King. Uh, I'm surprised that this hasn't, this, uh, your hometown hasn't been a topic yet. Uh, maybe it'll be one day, but I think I hit the main high points there. Oh, okay. No. We have a mountain that's actually just a really tall rock that overlooks the fairgrounds. Yeah, it's, it's like the, a, it's like an Ohio mountain. Yeah, are there mountains in Ohio generally? I mean, I think depending on where you are, you might be close to the Appalachian Mountains, but I don't think they're truly in Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they run through Pennsylvania, no doubt, um, but I don't know how far west they go. It's like Pittsburgh is like covered in mountains. It's the whole deal of that place. I thought it was rivers. Both a lot of rivers. and bridges. Uh, all three. Well, if you have a lot of rivers, you're going to need a lot of bridges. That's true. They go hand. <laughs> Those in go hand. hand in hand, just like Chicago has a lot of bridges and a, a river, and um, and also um, it's like cover like there's mountains on all sides. So like when you go into Pittsburgh, you like go through tunnels and or over bridges or whatever to get through the mountains. So one of my trips to Pittsburgh, I have a side story about this. Mm-hmm. So um, we were out and our Uber driver picked us up from where we were at. And he was like, oh, I just ran into a deer on my way here. So sorry, I was a little late. Mm-hmm. And then he continued driving his car. I'm not sure he ever like called the police or whatever you have to do in Pittsburgh slash Pennsylvania. But it was a wild Uber ride. Um, if you hit the deer, it's your deer, then. You get to take it home with you. Um, oh, that's so sad. It, it might have been in the back of his truck. I don't know. We didn't ask. Honestly, it's better if they take it home and use it than just discard it at that point. That's true. If it's already dead and there's nothing to prevent it. I'm putting a lot of caveats here. I know you're like a vegan. <laughs> but my point is, if you if you have already accidentally hit it with a car, there was nothing to prevent that from happening. Better do something with it than just throw it in the middle of the road or something. <laughs> Hey, I just hit you. I'm going to pick this up and throw it in the middle of the Make road. Make it worse. Make it worse? I don't know. I can, I can imagine that. <laughs> when it cause another accident? <laughs> I will say that, um, so I, I live on the fourth floor of this building, and I can look out my, my window to lots of the street. I see lots of what's happening on the street. And every winter, it seems, uh, at least the last couple of years, there will be uh, you know snow, and people's cars will get blocked in by the snow. And there seems to be this one family that parks like across the road from me and they'll have, I think it's, um, it's like a van or an SUV crossover looking thing and it gets covered in snow 
and to dig it out. And instead of like throwing the snow in the on the, like the the grassy patch between the sidewalk and the road, they heave it into the middle of the road. So they basically unplow the plowed road by heaving a massive amounts of snow and it gets pretty messy like uh cars have to slow down they have to drive around it because now this pile of snow that was on top of this car is now like a giant speed bump in the middle of the road and it makes me mad just watching it <laughs> that's a face emily emily's gonna sneeze I, I'm, I'm trying not to i'm looking into the light isn't that how you make a sneeze happen i don't know i can never remember <laughs> I think that's how you make it happen. Well, either way, I want the feeling to pass. Okay, Just, I think it's good. We could have our first sneeze. We haven't had a sneeze on yet. No, I think I'm the first for all coughs and sniffles on this podcast. You've been sick twice, three times? Um, there was the one big time at the beginning of the summer, then earlier this school year, and then now. Yeah. I haven't been sick yet, and I will knock on this wood. <laughs> Knock on the fake wood. Mm-hmm. This is real wood. real wood. Doesn't it sound real? It sounded real. Mm. I think this wood's real. Question. And and I would I would go as far to say that particle board is in fact real wood, just changed. Isn't paper wood? Yeah. If you think about it, this is almost as um, sensical as going from best friend to longest consecutive friend. <laughs> um, no, that's what's that's your title. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I was going to say something earlier about long, uh, the, I was asking the, the, are you from Ohio part? Because, uh, mm. in the nineties, the Cleveland Indians at the time had the longest consecutive sellout streak. They sold out the most games in a row for a while. The Red Sox, my home team, uh, beat that record, but Indians did have it for a while. <laughs> Sports facts. See, sometimes we're talking about baseball too. Yeah, Either, we're talking about baseball. We're a podcast for all, all people. Um, all right, Emily. Do you want to kick us into tea talk? I do. Yes. Um. Let me just get ready. Mm-hmm. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. We well, can commence now. Welcome to tea talk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I brought the tea this week. Yes, you did, and you wouldn't tell me anything about it. You're being very shifty. <laughs> I even took it out of a, I took it out of an orange unlabeled envelope, <laughs> put it into our teapot. And that was like, uh, it's, it's, it's very nondescript. And I'll tell you why. Uh, cause I don't know very much about this tea. Um, <laughs> what are we drinking? <laughs> We're all going to die. So, um, on Saturday, 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 I went to, oh God, I went to the, uh, Brooklyn Botanic Gardens Chili Pepper mm. Festival. And the Chili Pepper Festival, you taste different types of chili peppers. Uh, you can have them just straight up. You can have them in jams. You can have them in other condiments like uh, mustards and mayonnaises and ketchups. Uh, you can also have uh, different pickled items, some spicy, oh, some not. So the, uh, there was one whole table that was just like, Pickle, different pickles made different ways um it was manned by these four adorable girls and then their parents which i almost made me buy stuff from them because they were just so cute with their uh trying to trying to sell mom and dad's wares <laughs> um all kinds of stuff i the even think i will buy the fastest at a yard sale is a little kid selling lemonade mm. not i won't buy the little cow buy the lemonade well i think <laughs> we heard what you said <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so I was I was at this Pepper Festival. Moving on, um, and uh, I think unrelated, but maybe related. There are these uh, kids in high school make doing these like science projects. Basically, like kind of had the pinned up on boards uh, sorts of things, and and I. I skipped entirely over the first kid's booth because I actually wanted to get to the chili pepper thing. But for some reason, this was also happening in the botanic garden at the same time. (laughs) I skipped by the first booth. I don't even remember what it was about. Probably something about plants or in the botanic garden. But the second booth is about tea. These people are talking about tea. And I'm like, oh, I'll stop and look at you guys talking about tea for a little bit. (laughs) You know about talking Um, tea. I do know about talking tea. I'm talking tea right now. Do you know about spilling it, though? (sighs) I can spill tea sometimes. (laughs) My kids are very confused. Uh, I'm a counselor for those of you tuning in. Um, <laughs> but my like kids are like confused as to how I know what spilling tea is. And I'm like, it is queer culture. Well, technically, it's African-American queer culture that queer culture as a whole has adopted. And now the rest of culture has taken on. So yeah. now you learned a little bit about the history of where the phrase spilling tea comes from. Spilling tea. Mac can spill tea. I mean, anyone can spill I tea. I can spill tea. Anyone, I've, we've all been spilling tea. In fact, I spilled some tea earlier. I spilled tea, pouring tea. Emily spilled support. We all spilled a little tea today in the very, in the, the literal sense. <laughs> um, keep going with your story though. I'm fascinated. Uh, so I went to these kids uh, project and I looked at their project and they, it was pretty cool. They had like all these little signs that said like different, like benefits of different kinds of tea, like such and such tea helps you do this thing and this other tea uh, whatever you know like helps with the flu helps with a sore throat helps with the cold all kinds of stuff and uh they had a tea matching contest uh oh by the way uh i just pulled up a picture on my phone so i could uh, reminisce of what it actually looked like uh the booth was called spilling the tea on tea <laughs> and Blessings. there's and there's a little picture of the, the kermit sipping tea on the sign too <laughs> oh uh the tea lizard as as it would be uh, they also had the the early history of tea. They had a tea plant on their table. That is showing us a picture. I, I'm like I'm I'm describing it for the listeners, but I'm at least letting people know that this is uh, what's going on. The water boiling visual cue. Oh yeah, what different types of boiling look like? Like uh, when you're like a like a rolling boil looks like a specific kind of boil, or there's the kind where it's just the little the little bubbles boiling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have a chart about that. Uh, they talk about like the difference between Chinese and uh, Japanese tea, like it's it, it's it's their the leaves are are prepared differently in the two cultures, which I did not. That is a fact I did not know. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> apparently that part's called like that's the withering and the enzyme kill portion. So they be from go from like being living plants to being some sort of dried or cooked thing. Uh, anyways, uh, it was a pretty cool little booth. Uh, I think they were all in high school. They seemed like high school age kids. They all were wearing, they all had braces. Um, and, uh, and I asked them if I could take a picture of their booth and they were like, okay, uh, they went, they were like, why? <laughs> Which Honestly, I th- great question. I think a little, I, uh, for, for, to me, I, like I wouldn't even like if I was running this booth and I was, a, an adult adult as i am i would not ask why because i know people like to take pictures of everything but i feel like people in high school now want to take pictures even more than i want to take pictures of everything so i, I was like you were, trying to, you were trying to steal their science maybe um and then i just said like oh it's for my you know just so i can remember this is what i said which is the real answer i 
I'm not here to steal her project. I'm and, suffering short-term memory loss is what you said to them. Yeah. I won't remember this tomorrow without a picture. I have the memento problem. <laughs> and, uh, and they also got out of the picture. They were like, do you want us to get out of the picture? And I was like, I don't care if you're in it. And they like scrambled out of the picture. So they are not in my photo of this booth. Um, and so to get back to the tea that we were drinking right now, they had a tea matching contest and they had five bags of tea and they had five labels. And they said, they asked me if I could match the teas to the labels. And I walked up like I was a hot shot because <laughs> I was like, I know what teas smell like. And so you just have to smell them and decide what they were. And truth be told, I only got two out of five right. <laughs> but you only need to get one right to win a bag of tea. What? And this is my one tea that we were drinking. I won this jasmine green tea uh, by successfully guessing what the chamomile was. I knew chamomile by its smell and I knew the peppermint tea. Oh, those, I could get peppermint. Yeah, those are probably the two easiest. And then I actually feel like there's a bit of a um red herring in the in the guessing because there were two lemon ones uh and so that like i confused the two of them and so you know sorry what was the other one one then and the fifth one was jasmine the one we're drinking right now they gave you the one you didn't get at all i picked this one oh okay i picked this one I decided I wanted it. Oh, and also, so we've talked several times on this podcast about what makes a tea a tea and that herbal teas and certain teas might not be considered tea. And I had mentioned this to them and they said, well, we just think tea is anything you want it to be, (laughs) basically. Uh, And like just any like heated up uh, liquid thing, you know. And uh, I I agree with that, you know, that's fine. And they don't... uh, they, I don't know. It was like a, a breath of fresh air that they didn't care that I was calling out cam- chamomile for not being real tea. <laughs> uh, good on their science project. Um, hi, I'm back. I was gone. Yeah. Um, People wouldn't have known because I was just talking and talking and talking. Um, but I'm glad they didn't call you out for it. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not here for um Bless you. She was here to sneeze. Though. There it is. <laughs> I'm not here to... to squabble over the tiny things in life and you know if we call chamomile tea tea then you know what let's live with it even if it's not technically tea yeah i'm mostly saying it for those out there that that sometimes are like i'm not that no one ever says this to us but you know they're like well that's not real tea don't be so snobby yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't Take realize people were and send it down the river i didn't realize people were this elitist over what is or is not technically tea <sighs> It's one of those things where, like, uh, you always get somebody who's like, uh, well, did you know that that's actually not tea? Well, you know? actually. <laughs> like that. Anyways, I'm that kind of person sometimes, but I... <laughs> Do all people that say that have that exact voice, Emily? Well, actually. Actually. Um, uh, how are we feeling about the tea, guys? Let's talk about the tea. Um, so, I texted you today but on our way here and said, hey, Matt, I need good tea. Yep. Is it good tea? And you said you had high hopes. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this tea. It's, it's hitting the spot. It's hot. It's light. It's lime greenish. Yeah. It's kind of odd for a green tea to be this bright. Yeah, it was It was in the kitchen when I poured it. It looked like the color of my dress, which is a, like, a bright yellow. Green. Now, I will say different from when I usually have this. It was very... So the, the jasmine comes... There's like flowers. Like there's the, the jasmine yeah. tree thing. 
And uh, <laughs> this this one had a lot. Um, we didn't look often. We look at the tea, but the tea was actually already in bags, um, so we couldn't really look at it. But you could see through the mesh that there actually it was very flowery and had like whole like flowers basically in it, uh, which I think is unusual. And I think that's giving it probably a more uh, vibrant color because it's getting more of the color from the actual that flowers. It's also very florally. So. Yeah. I also, yeah, I don't find this to be as jasminey as like if you go to. I don't think I've ever bought loose leaf jasmine before, if I'm being honest. And um, I usually buy it if I'm just like at a cafe or something. And that tends to like taste very similar to the scent of the jasmine tree. <laughs> Whereas this, I feel like, has sort of its own kind of taste to it. It's a little different. I um, also don't know what brand this is. I have no idea who makes this tea. <laughs> Could be laced. We have no idea. If we die, you all know. Yeah, um, that would be interesting. Sorry about the well, found tea. <laughs> um, to be fair, we could blame those teenage boys, and we'd they'd have we'd have a trail. They were girls, by the way. Don't, I thought you said boys. No, I feel bad. Um, I don't know that I described them as anything. I yeah. think I said kids. You just said teenagers with braces. Teenagers, brace it, braces, braces, braces. braces. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I can't smell a tea. Um, I tried, and I can't smell it. Can you smell anything? No, I mean that's the problem, right? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, I, have, it doesn't have a very strong scent. I wouldn't say. Um, it's a very light flavor. I would say a light flavor. <laughs> a light flavor. Um, I don't know if it has much of an odor. To be fair. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of got a dull scent to it. It smells kind of just like tea, but also not even as strong as as tea normally smells. Yeah. Definitely a, a much more dull than than normal. All right, let's get to it. Let's get it's to already it. a pretty long tea talk. Emily. Uh, yeah, Matt. How would you rate this tea? Um, would you rate this tea? Oh, sorry. Let me get the question now, please. Uh, no. Um, would you rate... <laughs> That's my favorite part. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Riggins. Yes, I mean, Claire Riggins, as we've been saying. Um, do you rate this uh, found tea <laughs> by an unknown brand... <laughs> Jasmine Green. <laughs> from unknown individuals. Uh, from from a couple of teenagers. <laughs> At a botanical garden oh, in Brooklyn. Man, I'm realizing this was a mistake. Um, <laughs> do you find this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, that's a great question. So I'm going to tell you about a little bit about this tea. So I am enjoying it because it's hot and that's what I wanted it to be. However... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I just I just wanted a hot tea. Um, it's good and I'm enjoying drinking it. However, I would say I, I do like a stronger tea. Like I, I like a I like a I always add more tea than it calls for. So I, I like a stronger tea. Um that being said, I am enjoying this and I would probably have another cup if I wanted. Like I will you've, have more cups. You've already today. had two. In the future. <laughs> in the future. If someone were to say, here's this found jasmine tea, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll have some. Yeah. I'll go come to the Botanic Garden next weekend. I'm going to see if they're still there. So <laughs> Report to, back to them. Tell them to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. because they're featured. Freak them out more. Yeah. So, that photo I took? It was <laughs> disgust. Um, I would say this is my cup of tea. Okay. Your cup of tea. Troy, I have a very similar question to ask you. Okay. Uh, it's the most important question we ask. Feel free to elaborate or not elaborate as much or as little as you want. Do you consider this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? 
I would typically not gravitate towards a green tea. However, this is pleasant for a green tea. So. Hmm. Shots fired at green tea. I know. It's, it, green tea's dead. Emily, also not quite a green tea yeah, drinker. Yeah, I love green tea. Yeah, I think I would pick all of the other varieties over green. But it's enjoyable and it's nice for an evening tea. So I will give this a C+. Plus. No, the, 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 oh. the, I just want to be very entirely clear about the rating system for I, Um The rating system is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. There's no nuance <laughs> in our rating system. Hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't really know my ratings very middle, so I guess I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and I'll say it's my cup of tea today. Thank you. Here we go. Hey, Matt. Guys, before we get to this. Oh, God. <laughs> The health benefits of green tea include improved brain function, fat loss, a lower risk of cancer, and many other impressive benefits. So please don't throw your shade at green tea. Um, is that from the poster? Uh, no, I just, <laughs> as quickly as possible, Googled health benefits of green tea. <laughs> um, listen, I'm not here to say green tea is bad for you. I'm just saying if I could choose between black tea or green tea. Or white tea or herbal teas. Um, I'd pick green tea before Ru- herbal teas. Rude boys. Mm. I might pick it before rude boys. It's like very. Anyways, I'm not here to discuss mm-hmm. green tea as a as a whole. I'm here to discuss what a simple question for Matt Aramondo. Matt, thank you. This is such an important question, and I can't believe I've waited so long to ask you. Mm-hmm. Matt, this tea, this found tea from the <laughs> Brooklyn <Botanical laughs> Garden, that um, is from two teenagers with um, braces on their teeth who worked really hard on a poster. That honestly. Good for them. They deserve um, nice. They deserve to work hard I on posters. Am, I am I am oh. proud for them of uh, and of. They them. designed the contest. Listen, they're really cool children, teenagers. Were there only two of them? Uh, only there might uh, only two talk to me. Um, <laughs> there were a bunch of because, like I said, there was like um, several projects. You guys are so. interrupting the question. <laughs> you haven't gotten to the. You haven't started it yet, so I feel like I can still interrupt at this point. Uh, there were multiple science projects. Sorry, they were, the they were more. next to each other. It was like a, almost like a, a very miniature science fair. Um, okay, so Matt, yes, is this found tea? Your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea? Well, you guys, I am not a green tea hater. Uh, <laughs> green tea and white tea and black tea are all great teas for me. I will drink any of those three teas. Herbal and Rude Boy, you're fine. You're okay. <laughs> There are better ones than you, including the three the other three ones. I that's also I am also like pro the the official teas. Like they are just they happen to be my more favorited teas is ones that are real teas. So, anyways, getting back to the point, the question at hand. I like that this is a, a jasmine that doesn't quite taste like most jasmine teas. I'm excited that it's a little different. I hope we're not poisoned. <laughs> I hope this wasn't spiked in some weird way. I mean, we've made um, it so far, right? That is true. And uh, we made it the whole <laughs> 17 minutes. Um, and I will rate this cup of tea, this this uh, found tea from two teenagers, uh, to be my cup of tea. Um, three for three. <laughs> <laughs> Please cough right into the microphone. <laughs> <sighs> it will now be taped as Emily's microphone from now on. Yeah. Now I can't... Uh, I can't delete it because I made a comment about it. <laughs> um, I just want to ask one more real quick question of Troy. Troy, what is your relationship to tea? 
We weren't, like, we weren't gonna say woo three for three. Oh yeah, woo three for three. Woo woo. Okay, um, back to the question. But 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 like like when did you start drinking tea? Why did you start drinking tea? What kind of teas do you like? How regularly do you drink tea? This is a very loaded question. Um, <laughs> I think my love of tea goes back to the fact that my mom would always have iced black tea wherever we went out, and she would go through like four cups of tea, like. Four, four very tall glasses, at least, anytime we would ever go out to eat. But I think my love of hot tea actually started with your mother. Oh, really? Really. Whoa. I feel like this was a ploy to bring Kathy Riggins <laughs> into this. Um, She's already part of this podcast. Um, anyway. It's one of the other, other things it's about. <laughs> so we would have board game nights during high school, and Emily's mom would make hot cups of tea that she would put cream and Gosh. sugar and things yeah. in it, and we would... Um, we would enjoy that at the late hours of the night because everyone wants black tea at like <laughs> 10 p.m., right? Uh, we drink tea when we drink tea. It's true. Wow. That's like a tagline to a weir- really weird movie. <laughs> we drink tea when we drink tea. It's actually a horror movie in the making. Uh, it sounds like, it does sound like a really like gritty remake of like the Boston Tea Party, like making a, a gritty film of that move of uh, that moment. <laughs> Could you imagine that horror film? (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of Puritans. Yeah, it'd be so cheesy. Uh, (laughs) So you have two different moms to thank for your tea love. I do. That's beautiful. Two of my favorite moms. I'm so excited for my mom to hear this. I'm not going to tell her that this is going to happen. I'm just going to keep it a surprise from her. Mm -hmm. I I won't text her and tell her. Thank you. Um, Another, so how often do you drink tea? Uh, That's hard. There are definitely some weeks where I have it on at least a daily basis, but um, I think it depends. Hi. It depends, because I have two pretty nice enamelware teapots that I use, and I have one in my office that sits as a display, um, but I also use it, obviously. Um, and I have a few like fine glass teapots, like the one that is in front of us that none of you are seeing, because it's not a live video footage. Um, <laughs> so I guess it would depend. Definitely at least once a week. It just really depends on season and those kind of things. Thank you. You're welcome. There we go. Tea talk? Complete. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes, I realized what has to come next. Emily, go ahead. Hey, hey Matt. Um, hey, thank you for bringing this tea to us. Um, I'm still feeling good. So just, so just so you know, I'm still feeling good. Um, I would love to know what your secret topic is. <laughs> My secret topic. <laughs> so we start calling them. Um, dun, 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 dun. Well, you guys... Um, Try, I, I actually I actually think I have a way to tie my tea into my topic this week. Oh my god, which I'm is, so excited. Which is rare for me um, because I don't try very hard to do that. Um, I, I This week I bring to you a little topic that the young people of this country are calling Fork Knife uh, that the rest of us are all calling Fortnite, the video game Fortnite. Um, I'm actually really excited to hear about this. Some of my kids play this and I really don't oh. know what it means. I play, All my favorite NHL players play. Yeah. Athletes love playing uh, Fortnite. It is insane. Um, and Drake. Um, maybe he's an athlete. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know he's not I know he's not famous for being an athlete, but he might do athletic things. Sure he plays basketball and soccer. And does he have kids? He I don't, yes, he does. So he must do dad but sports. They're, but they're, it's a tiny one. Yeah. Well, so are we saying that Drake is the... Barack Obama of his music genre. Um, I don't, Brock plays sports. Oh, um, 
and Donald Trump uh, plays sports, right? He golfs. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, let's go back turn. to Fortnite. I wanted everyone to think about when Donald Trump was like trying to hit the tennis ball, and he looks really frumpy and weird. He's he's really weird at sports. Um, I was going to say something originally about how Obama is like the sports president, but then I realized Trump does kind of do sports. And like Bush really lazy owned a baseball team. Uh, yes, you own the Texas Rangers. Um, yeah, this is about baseball sometimes. Um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yes, back to Fortnite, huh? Oh, and how it ties into the T. Okay, so uh, so Fortnite is a video game. There's actually two parts to it. There's the part that nobody plays. Uh, it's called Save the World, and I can't talk to you about that because nobody plays that part. Uh, it's like the single-player game that originally was Fortnite. And then uh, they realized that their game was kind of fun and cool, but that like, like it had good features and stuff, but that the single player mode was not enticing for anyone to play. <laughs> and then they spun that off into um, the battle royale mode that most people are playing. That's like the multiplayer version of it. And uh, it's a third person shooter. Uh, you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I know what a first-person shooter is. What is a third-person okay, shooter? Okay, so first-person... I'll, I'll just explain both just to get them out there. First-person shooter, you are the... The screen is the eyes of the character you are right. you are okay. playing as. And the only thing typically visible is, like, either your gun, which is, like, pointing out from where your hand used to be, or maybe some... Like, if it's a Halo game, you might have some of the visual prompts that are in... Or, or like, a Metroid Prime. Uh, you might have some of their... Uh, the stuff they would have in their masks on the screen. A third-person shooter uh, would be that the camera is held behind the character. So you could see your character running around. You see their full body. Um, you see everything about them. And So like Laura Croft? Uh, yes, like a Tomb Raider game would okay. be a third-person. Third um, there are a lot of games that have both uh, third-person and first-person, like a, a mode to switch between the two. Fortnite does not have such a feature um and you are plopped into a map the map is uh there's just one giant map it's like a, a floating island in the sky there are 100 people you're, e- you're either playing alone against you versus all 100 people you're playing as duos uh so you and a partner against um you know 50 other teams or, or something around that uh or you're in a squad of four which is a lot what a lot of the uh, athletes are playing uh, or like Drake or whatever they're they're on a <laughs> they're on a team of four and so there are roughly 25 teams that you're competing against um, and you're just trying to be the last team or person alive and you only get one life and you start with no weapons and, and nothing and then this is where the found tea comes in you have to scavenge for all the oh. items you're going to use and um, it's like Hunger Games just like Hunger Games. <laughs> it is actually a lot like Hunger yeah, Games. they have to get their stuff at the beginning and scavenge everything after that. Yeah. Mm. It's exactly like Hunger Games. Yes, it's Hunger Games. Um, is tea essential yeah. to life in Hunger Games, though? No, but soup was. For pita. Keep going. Uh, and the fort part of Fortnite is that you also mine materials and you can build little forts um, and uh, fight from your forts. And the way... And so you're all on this really huge map and... Uh, similar also to the Hunger Games, there's sort of like elements um, outside of the control of the players that 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 slowly group them closer and closer together. Um, so in uh, Fortnite, it's the it's the storm that comes in. So the storm 
it's just this like acid rain thing that comes in from all directions and slowly squeezes you so you're you're everyone gets to be in one part of the map so when you first start out you can be very separated i mean even if there's even though there's a hundred people you could all land in a part where there's nobody else like near you mm. on these maps although normally there are like there are like uh settlements that people like are more uh, attracted to go to because there'll be more weapons in the settlements oh. than there will be like in the open fields yeah um and it's also kind of cartoony it's not it's not very like there's no blood um you are shooting each other but like the characters aren't particularly lifelike looking and you wear like like different characters have different costumes and, and the way they make their most of their money is that people buy different skins to look like so and, and often they're very comedic looking um like the latest ones that came out uh were like these Oktoberfest Hansel and Gretel looking people so you're going around dressed like Hansel and Gretel shooting people <laughs> um besides the fact that seeing Hansel and Gretel shoot people people might be funny what about it specifically like what attracts you to it why do you keep playing great question it is very addicting um uh i would say it's like hard the challenge to win because uh, it's 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 the kind of game you're gonna lose like a vast majority of the time you're not gonna win most of the time because you know especially in the one in a hundred you have literally a one in a hundred chance i mean certainly you're gonna be better than a lot of the people if you've played it enough but uh if any of the top tier people are really, really quite good. And, and obviously like if you're whittling down from a hundred people, usually the last like, you know, 10 people are going to be really good. Yeah. Um, although you often will get people that just, uh, or often mixed in with those final 10 people are people that just sort of hide the whole time yeah. and like, just don't like avoid all confrontation in the game, <laughs> uh, which is also possible. But then those people end up losing usually because, uh, it's hard to like not actually fight people the whole time and then all of a sudden like turn it on and be good at fighting. Yeah. This is how I got through dodgeball in high school. Oh, in gym just class. hiding. If you're curious. I once got hit in the face in dodgeball and broke my glasses. I once fell down playing dodgeball and I broke my arm. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a let's one up each other competition <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, it's a real escalating dodgeball just... story. You're like, broke my glasses. I don't know. I broke my body. <laughs> I couldn't see that day. So we're all talking to a bunch of athletes right here. Uh, yeah, listen, we're we're the Drake of podcasting. Who we're only assuming does some sort of athlete, athletics. I don't know if he does. I truly... I don't, th- I don't know. I don't know. I just know he's sad in Toronto. He and, dances, right? In his videos. Yeah. So that's like a kind of athletics. The Hotline Bling video is one of my favorite videos. Oh, uh, I should mention that uh, there's a lot like... A lot of dance moves are in Fortnite. So part of the comedic element of this game is that like a lot of fighting games have taunts, um, ways to like screw with other players. Uh, the most famous taunt of all might be in the Halo games, people would teabag each other. <laughs> uh, so someone would die and then you'd run over to their body and you would mm. quickly crouch and uncrouch over their face. Mm. Uh, that's the most famous one. Um, but in this game, you can like... <laughs> You have like you have like dance moves that you can do, and they're often, and I think there are several Drake ones in there, um, and they're based on usually music videos or just like um, well-known movements, I suppose. Like there's one that's like the Regal Wave, and it's just like supposed to be like um, like a, a, a queen waving at a crowd. I would only do that one. Um, and there's like a clapping one. There's one that you're like eating popcorn. <laughs> I'm um, eating popcorn. 
Why, yeah. why, is there, why is there not popcorn here, actually? That's this a good a tea question. podcast. You can have tea um, and popcorn. Lots of crunching in the microphones. I guess that um, makes sense. Uh, okay, so... So, uh, you might have answered this, but I'm going to ask it again. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so many athletes play this game? Um, I, you know, the reason... I, it's really hard for me to figure out why this is so popular. I honestly don't really know. I mean... Definitely the squad element, like the four... Hashtag squad? Hashtag squad. Like the four person, like people will get, like you can get on headsets and be chatting with each other and you could just, you and three of your friends could just be playing and chatting and fighting. And I think that the teamwork appeal of it is probably pretty high um, for these athletes. You know, it's kind of like what makes something viral, you know, like who's to really say just for some reason it caught fire. I do think it's... I do think like the building mechanic of the game mixed with the fighting aspect is not really something that's out there. I guess Minecraft has some of it, but not, not to the degree that this game does it. Um, I mean, I, so another aspect of this is like uh, that there are a lot of people who stream this um, online. So like Twitch and YouTube and like the most famous streamer there is, is uh, probably Ninja who he mostly um, streams um, Fortnite. And uh, he was like on the cover of ESPN magazine like a few weeks ago because <laughs> he, and he had like an interview um, on television because he's like just this, he's like 20 something years old and is he's he a the millionaire. Said he's not playing with women anymore. Or is that a different one? Uh, I have no idea if he has said that. Okay. Um, My brother and sister-in-law, Chris and Lara played this game. And watch a lot of Twitch. Yeah. And well, so that's the thing. So like I I never really watched much Twitch or anything um, prior to this game. I would maybe sometimes watch something if it was like a high profile tournament or something. And it'd be like, oh, cool. Watching these like high level players play. But I will just sit and like watch people play Fortnite on Twitch because the really good players, it's like watching ballet or something because they're just like so the moves they make, like they're all yeah. playing on. I play usually on my Xbox, but a lot of people play on the PC and you can do cause when you use like a mouse and a keyboard, you can do like these really crazy things with the game. Um, the whole like building structures element of it and just watching people fight while they, so they're like shooting each other while they build these forts like at the same time. So they're, it's called build fighting <laughs> and it's just a really crazy thing to watch. So I will say that even, even spectating this, this game is like interesting where I don't really, I've, won't watch like any other video game because mm-hmm. the rest of them are boring to watch. Um, this what, one's pretty good. What's your favorite skin that you have? Have you bought any? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy the skins, um, but I do buy. So there's, uh, you can play the game completely free and not pay for anything, but there, I will buy the season pass or the battle pass, which lasts like 10 weeks. And it only costs, I think it cost like seven or eight dollars the first time I bought it. And then actually within the battle pass, if you like play it enough, you actually make enough in-game money where you don't really have to buy it the next time. Yeah. So um, like I played in season, what did I do? Season three, I played in season three f- or no, four or five. And now like season six recently started. Uh, so you, so I just used my money from the previous round. And then as you play, you like unlock these skins too. So there's, you can buy skins, you can unlock skins, or you can play with just what streamers would call default skins. And that's usually how you know a player is bad is if they're playing with the no 
no fee skins because uh, you assume if someone's played long enough they probably have at least acquired a couple of yeah. non-default skins so for a while i was using this girl you acquired in the season four pass which uh her whole deal was that she wore a hoodie and headphones and would spray paint things that was like her gimmick and i don't know i thought i thought she was kind of a cool looking character and i just and i kept her for all of season five even but now that season six happened i switched over to this like uh um this girl that she's sort of like a cowgirl that so like the new season is supposed to like lead into halloween and be sort of spooky so she starts spooky, off spooky yeah she starts Ooh. off as just like a, a like a cowgirl like a um, like a range hand kind of person if that's a, the right way of <laughs> describing this person uh, ranch hand ranch hand uh and then she as you like play with her she acquires like more and more costume elements and becomes sort of this what i think is like a kind of werewolf hunter kind of look <laughs> so she like acquires like a trench coat and like uh i i was like this is a pretty badass costume and so i've switched to playing as her um none of the none of them have they all have all the skins have like uh names but they don't or they they have like titles of the skin but they don't actually have names and i don't know what she's called actually i don't know what any of them i don't honestly know what any of them are called other than if you have a galaxy uh note the new galaxy note you get a galaxy skin and it looks really cool because it looks like you're this like cosmic character that's the only one i know by name (laughs) um have you played it on your phone i have played it uh like twice on my phone it is Is very frustrating yes that's why that was gonna be my follow-up question if it was a good game to play on your phone it's very strange to play on your phone because it's so tiny yeah um i think if you had like a bigger phone you could probably be really you'd probably like dominate people who are playing on smaller phones like if you had like if you did have like the galaxy note which is a pretty big phone mm-hmm. or like the biggest iphone or whatever or maybe like a tablet i guess you'd be pretty good on a tablet um huh. yeah shooting game fun addictive oh other goofy things like there's like one weapon that's like so they have like regular thing like regular like just guns and grenades and things but they also have like goofy stuff like uh the disco uh disco bomb and it's like a a disco ball grenade that you throw at people and if you hit them it makes them start dancing Ah! uh so then they're really easy to kill that's like the (laughs) oh my god i would just make everyone dance though yeah 100 person dance party um and there's like the grappler which is just like a red plunger on a gun that like you can shoot at objects and then like pull yourself towards them uh hitting stuff uh and yeah so there's like a lot of goofy stuff like that also other characters this season is there's like a where there's like a guy you can get that like as you progress his costume he turns more and more into a werewolf Um, yeah sure and harry potter's been brought into it yeah uh this i mean i would say that Fortnite is not it it is known for like taking a lot of ideas from random things like you know the dance moves are all from like real stuff like yeah they're just like integrating a lot of pop culture crap into this game and i i approve i don't mind i mean that's how you make it stuff viral like yeah i'd say it's silly fun relevant it's silly fun and addicting and it also can be kind of frustrating, but in a way where you're just like, well, I guess I'm just going to try again. <laughs> yeah. That does sound fun. Well, it sounds fun for a video game. 
Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, I would be so bad at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've played it a ton and I'm still not very good at, I mean, I'm certainly better than average and I can have like really good games and I have won matches, which a lot of people have not, like it's hard, it can be hard to win, especially in the solo, uh, when you're just doing one versus a hundred. Um, I tend to be a little better when I'm playing in squads because then I can, I'm not, it's not all on me to be the best player. (laughs) Like I might luck out and have someone really good on my team. Um, or something like that but when it's just or like maybe you know the best players sort of get killed early so then maybe they're just like a team of one or two and then you're still like at full strength of four players um but i have one as both of those single player or single solo mode as it's called squads they also have like other crazier game modes like they have one where like you can fly around um basically and they have one there was like a ju- your jewel thieves and you're trying to like steal stuff like everyone like they'll be like you're all jewel thieves but there's only four jewels on the map so like you have to fight for the four jewels Can you steal them off other people yeah ha. they're dead bodies yeah so once they yeah once you're dead you're dead so uh you're sort of you're stealing them i guess by killing them and then they're out of the game <laughs> uh that that mode uh is gone they had a thanos mode that was like based on uh it was like an Avengers tie-in thing. Uh, I feel very well, Mr. Stark. Did, yeah. I, do, did I get right? Yeah. Ha! Ah! Yeah. Avengers reference. There we go. Sp- Spider-Man from Avengers yeah. talking to Iron Man. There you go. Don't worry, guys. I still have not seen the movie. Um, it's out now. I'm on like DVD? Yeah, it's on DVD, VHS. Uh <laughs> laser disc hd dvd some of us in this room have a laser disc player yeah i know that's why i brought it up thanks um uh yeah i don't know you guys have any questions about fortnite um i've asked some questions um it seems like it's just like a fun silly game that also involves shooting people yeah but not realistic so that it makes it feel better yeah and people take it some people take it pretty seriously i mean the people who like like there's people whose like full-time job is to play this on twitch all day full-time job like there's ways to make money from this yeah yeah people if you have like a twitch stream people donate money to you mm-hmm. um and then you can also get sponsors some of them have like little logos it's on like their... youtube for video games but like different people when uh if i ever watch i don't really watch ninja too much but i sometimes i will he's fine um i <laughs> whatever i'm not gonna throw too much shade at him. sometimes he can be kind of annoying he's i guess this is a change Some, he's really good at the game but sometimes he can be a bit much uh, but he will regularly get like fifty to a hundred thousand people watching him at a time, and like, and that's like a constant like throughout the day. <laughs> that's uh, crazy, and it like fluctuates who's actually watching. And then I watch this other guy. I'll give him a shout out, even though he doesn't know who I am and would never listen to this podcast. But his name is Cipher PK, and he's like, he's a little bit dorkier, and I like it because he's I I don't know. You <laughs> can relate. Yeah, he's not as like confident as Ninja is <laughs> about his like stuff. And uh but this other the I'd say Cypher PK gets between like usually between like 5 I he usually floats in like the 5 to 15,000 range of people watching him at a time, but he'll get up to like 20,000 or or sometimes more. Uh so yeah, these guys uh can make a a decent amount of money doing yeah. it. <laughs> people are watching it blew my mind today i had no idea people could make money doing this yeah i'd say there's at least there's gotta be at least a dozen people that i feel like play just Fortnite full-time and have like consistently 
10,000 or more people watching them at a time. I, I will sometimes, if the person I like watching it isn't streaming at the time, I will sometimes like go to see what like another person is like. And sometimes the streamers will play with each other, which can be kind of interesting because then they're like, they're each like four people who each might be separately streaming on Twitch or each on one team. And you could like literally switch between which of them you're watching and you'd be seeing essentially the same match, but you're seeing it from like the different person's perspective. Um, In the different areas of the map. Well, if you're playing in squads, you're usually like, you'd stay close. Oh, okay. Because, uh, well, well, so one thing is if you do get shot, you get knocked out in squads. And then there's a chance for your teammates to revive you um, within like a certain time limit. Or if, as long as the other team doesn't like finish you off. Uh, so you'd want to be close in order to revive each other. Yeah. Um, hmm. Thank you for sharing this game with us. My pleasure. I feel like I know more about culture now. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to get some Fortnite out there, and I fa- thought about the found tea, and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of like that, right?" I'm proud of you for matching it because you know that's important to me. I do. It's also I sort of I matched it to the tea talk, or it was like more integrated in the tea talk because yeah. I was talking about the the uh, the pepper festival. It all pepper. comes together. I almost made the pepper festival my topic, but. Um, I realized when I was thinking about it that I don't know, I don't really know enough. Like I experienced it, but like, I feel like it would be, I feel like it'd be kind of a sham. Maybe in like a year from now when I go like, I'll go again next year and I'll feel like a pro and then it'll be my topic like a year from now. I'm going to put this in my calendar. Please don't. I have to be surprised. Oh. I'm going to take your calendar and I'm going to erase Smash that it? one date. <laughs> no, I would never ruin her calendar because i know it's how important everybody's calendar is to her we have written the road the train together as i'm filling out my calendar but i will white out if you ever write that i will talk about (laughs) this thing all right i'm i feel good we can move on okay um matt thank you um matt now get off the stage i'm off the stage bye he has Um, been pushed off see you later Uh, try my longest consecutive (laughs) acquaintance i'm an acquaintance now (laughs) longest consecutive friend i don't know why i said acquaintance I well, keep getting downgraded, and I am not here for it. Long as do you think you were an acquaintance first, or were you always friends? I feel like we were pretty fast friends. Yeah, yeah, we were awkward we, and anxious. We didn't anxious. know each other, and then we knew each other. Yeah, and one th- we had a we were a trio at one point. We had another person. Mm. We don't have another person for like follow up question unrelated <laughs> to that third person. Um, uh, once you become a friend, do you stop becoming an acquaintance? Or do you maintain acquaintanceship? I think you can revert to acquaintances. Acquaintances, like you could say, "Oh, my old friend." I guess we're acquaintances now. Yeah, like I would totally say that's where yeah. our friend status with that woman. Um, not going to follow up with that, but I am going to follow up with another. Well, you really don't um, want to follow up on that information. Um, it sounds like you guys don't want to. <laughs> oh no, there's really nothing to follow um, up. People grow, people change, people okay. go different places. Oh, I didn't want to hear that. That's what I didn't want to hear. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt, we're not going to grow. We're not going to change. We're not going to go separate places. Thank you. Thank you. I think once you get out of college, you can't grow anymore. Um, <laughs> so oh, my, my follow-up follow to that is, uh, so you would say that acquaintance is unlike fiance, which you would stop calling your husband and or wife once they become your husband or wife. You would not call them your fiance anymore. It's a status yes. that changes. Yes. Nor would you call them your boyfriend, girlfriend, when you're a fiance, partner. Well, partner. you could still call them your partner, I suppose. But you'd probably just call them, well, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yes. It's this- my dude. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here's, this is my honey. If that's just the way you always want to refer to them, that's the way you do it. I had a discussion about the word bay at work today. Uh, really? But you do with, stop people. With like no, not with the seven-year-olds? No, no, it was with the adults. Okay. Uh, uh, but you do stop calling people fiancés. That's what I want to get yes, at. Yes. He just um, wants to make sure his wife is not calling him a fiancé anymore. Um, I don't think, I don't. I don't I know I don't think I ever really use the word fiance. I don't I don't think yeah. so. I don't know. It's a bad word. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um actually, I just thought of one thing before we let Troy onto the stage cuz this is important. No part. one's on the stage right now. It's, no one's on the stage. The stage is completely empty. It's quite sad. Um we I meant to discuss this earlier and I completely forgot. I can't believe I forgot. It was oh, the most yeah. important part of having Troy on this podcast. <laughs> Troy was there the night Matt and I thought of this podcast he he was he was indeed i was there <laughs> what is happening to you uh, i screwed up my headphones i i took them off for a second and then i okay them yes like troy was there he helped us come up with this podcast he really wanted us to call it spill the tea but it there there was a podcast already called spill the tea Ugh. and we're not spilling tea no, although would... we are in fact spilling tea <laughs> like five times tonight yeah. we're currently spilling the tea on the podcast like the like oh, that's not weird we're spilling the tea yeah. on the formation which i don't know if it's gossip if the source is talking about it but <laughs> coming right right straight from the horse's mouth yeah. who's the what? horse in the scenario all of us we're stable um troy what do you remember about that night what do i remember i remember we played heads up yes <laughs> and we saw improv yes and we talked about this podcast and i met you at a bar in on the west side somewhere of manhattan yes we like lower ish. Uh, it was like no. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. We're at Porchlight, is the yes. name of the bar. Uh, yes. Are, it was are, at we, Porchlight. are we getting prom- promo money no, but for we mentioning Porchlight? Well, yeah. hey, Porchlight, if you want to hit us up, we'll mention you every single podcast. Please do. Hey, Found Tea, if you want to hit us up, we'll mention you every single podcast. I think I met you after I saw something. Yes, you did. Yeah. I've, was there something else specific I'm supposed to remember from this night? No, I just wondered if you remember the conversation oh. about us. This is good. This, this is kind of good enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I just wanted that to be noted that Troy was an important part of the formation of this podcast. I was there. Yeah. I don't think we, we didn't have a name yet, though, we right? We didn't have a name yet. We were discussing names. Yeah. But it wasn't until later. And then we were talking at McManus about it. Yes, that is where it was officially discussed. At one of the booths, not the circle booth for those who know it, one of the other booths. Square booth. A square booth. <laughs> It's important. A it's important booth. in the improv community. It was. It was a whole. Uh, it was a whole thing that night for us discussing this podcast. We were both like, "Let's do it." <laughs> and then we took a few months. It was when like was December. It? No, it was November. Um, it was, just it was August. Oh, really? August was that? or September? Wow. Your trip last summer was. I was in here in September last yeah. year. Oh wow! It was that many months? And then we must have been like, "Let's do it." Months later, because we didn't actually start recording until February. Yeah. Then we did it. And then we but did you probably it. had to prep a little and figure out when you were doing it and how you were going to do it. So We had to come up with a name. I think what well, a big part of it was that we were like talking about it that night at the bar. But as a lot of discussions at the bar go, you know, does the, does the thing actually come to fruition? It who's, does months later. Who's to say? This case, in this case, we made it actually happen. Yeah. It could have been forgotten after that one night. No. And now I'm here drinking tea on TBD. Okay. No, I'm I sure feel- we have a series of emails or something or, or texts text about yeah. f- figuring this out. Um, okay. I feel good. I just wanted that to be out in the air. I'm glad it's out it in the air. Like 25% of the reason I wanted you on the podcast. Just 25%. 50%. Not because I'm her oldest, no. longest acquaintance. 50, 50, 50, 
Fifty percent was because you're my longest consecutive acquaintance. <laughs> All right, Emily, let's get someone on the stage. Hey, oh, hey, hey, Troy, Troy, thank Hello. you so much for being here. Now you haven't had much to do this whole thing. You haven't. You haven't. <laughs> um, I mean, you've had things to do, but you have not been responsible for anything. Now you're responsible. I'm responsible. Troy, get on that stage. Okay, I'm climbing. And tell us what your topic is. Well. Shift in your seat. Get ready. I am shifting. I'm ready. I'm lifting myself. I'm galvanized. And I am ready to talk about Pyrex. Woo! 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 (laughs) So, um... Tell us a little bit about Pyrex. Well, where should I start, Emily? Where where exactly do you think this starts? Start where it started. Well, technically, it started before... I met we so fun fact so talking about beginnings my actual so for those of you that don't know I have a very large Pyrex collection and like a minor following I don't I don't know what to call my Instagram following my Instagram following so like vintage Pyrex is like a huge thing and um, it's like become even more of a huge thing since I've gotten really into it in the last few years but Emily was actually there when I found my first piece that kind of sparked my whole collection so um, although I did have some stuff that was maybe not necessarily cool or kitschy or <laughs> the stuff that I now collect before that, but it's definitely become quite the thing in my life. Do you want to talk about the first day, Emily? Um, I Sh- guess. Shall we talk about it? Sure. Um, so Picture Tro- it. Troy and I were in Lancaster, Ohio. Picture it. I'm there. We were at the old shoe factory, which is an antique ball in Lancaster, Ohio, off of Memorial Drive, right? Yes. Thank you. Um, for the viewers that are going to drive to <laughs> Lancaster, Ohio to go um, antiquing. I do think highway in- directions are pretty important to this Memorial podcast. Memorial Drive, fun fact, is also 33. So, like, if you're in Ohio. Um, we go there and I see some pyrex. I'm like, oh, I really like that stuff. I think I might start getting a few pieces. <laughs> Next thing I know, Troy has roughly um, 400 pieces. And I feel like I can't collect it because it's his thing now. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the story. He stole my thing I, before it even became my thing. <laughs> I think it was just coincidence, yeah. and I stole. I bought two pieces that first day. Um, Do you still have those pieces? Day. I sold one of them Ugh. because it was not really something I necessarily wanted to collect. However, I have since acquired that piece again in a more rare version, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. But I still have my original first piece, and I don't think I could ever part with that because I, it's like the grand duchess of my collection it overlooks the others it actually doesn't it's actually relatively low because it's a blue <laughs> piece and it goes low on my rainbow shelves we have so many things to hit on okay we do um so how should we start should we kind of start with um, me maybe talking about how i've acquired my collection i'm gonna tell you this can we, can we, can we get a description of we need to know oh, what okay. pyrex is <laughs> yeah maybe we should start with that for the audience and then you know, just start where you want to start. But also first describe what Pyrex is. Okay, great. Pyrex, not to be confused with the clothing brand or what some people smoke pot out of. Um, <laughs> it's either of those two things. <laughs> yeah, those are like other things. It's, it is very important that we got to this. Yeah. <laughs> so it is the mid-century, well, specifically it hit its peak during the mid-century era. And it's what most people collect is the mid-century opalware. Um so it's like a glass that was made and produced in Western Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, ironically, based on earlier conversation, was like a big hub of where a lot of Pyrex was produced. Um, um, 
when you say glass, what type of glass? Kitchenware specifically. So like casserole dishes, mixing bowls, certain mixing bowls with handles that are called Cinderella bowls, um, which are made for pouring and holding with one hand because the one is a bigger handle and the other is a spout. Um, there are pie plates, there are utility dishes for baking miscellaneous things brownie pans uh i don't know there's like a bajillion things but they also like it goes older so pyrex actually celebrated its 100th anniversary a few years ago um i think 2015 but don't hold me on that um someone's gonna hold you to that someone's gonna hold me to that one of my friends or one of my followers is gonna read this and be like you're either right or you're really wrong so we'll we'll figure this out but anyway, so yeah, so it's stuff you put in the kitchen and you cook things with or you don't cook things it with. But they're particularly it hit its peak from like the late 1940s, like 1945-ish is when the first like colored opalware was produced. And then it kind of lasted until the mid 80s as it kind of died down and then it switched more to the clear kitchen glass, which everyone knows. Um, fun fact, when I was telling my boyfriend that I collected Pyrex early on, he <laughs> thought I collected the clear stuff and thought, hmm, that's weird. And now I'm sure he just continues to think, huh, that's weird, but cute. Um, I, I, I have many clear bowls of, by the brand. <laughs> I, think I have a whole stack of four, four that fit into each other with lids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's where I put my popcorn, speaking of the thing that we all wish we had hmm. right now. Um, <laughs> One of my bowls is a popcorn bowl. Okay. So now I want you to start with this question. Okay. Why? I wish my face could have been like, Um, why? I guess like, why is this the thing you went crazy collecting? That's a hard question. I didn't realize you were... Um, I think it's whimsical. I've always been really big into like retro, like 60s, 70s, 50s stuff. Um, if you remember my high school birthday party where we were, it was 1950s themed. Yeah. Do you remember that? The murder mystery one? Yeah, a murder mystery I party. Remember. Yeah, yeah, my cake was shaped like a record. It was pretty cool. Anyway, so like I have clearly always um, been in. Can I just say real quick, Troy yeah. made himself the murderer. Keep going. <laughs> She's not wrong. I was the murderer. <laughs> um, I think part of it was coincidence, but. No, um, you made it happen keep going <laughs> anyway wow. um i'm glad this is like 13 years later 12 13 years later and she still remembers it was like 2007 do you do math i don't 11 years 11 ago. years thank you <laughs> the math portion of the podcast we made it happen <laughs> um why is a very hard question i don't know like i guess i've sort of always just been into this and it just kind of happened and I thought it was cool and then I started researching it and actually someone that lives here in New York City I started following probably about three years ago um her name is Vampirex she is like the queen um I actually <laughs> just hung name. out with her last night <laughs> yeah um so I just hung out with her last night and she's a wonderful wonderful person um but like I started following her on Instagram and it led down this rabbit hole as you know sometimes Instagram handles and like searching can go And then before I knew it, I was like researching like all these different patterns and finding some stuff was cool. And of course, at the time, I didn't know a lot of her stuff was like rare or expensive or like super uncommon um, or how hard it would be to find some of these things um, over time. And so I don't know, like I just started researching and finding different ways that I could acquire pieces. And then before I know it, I just started acquiring quite a collection. And now it 
is it's just pretty also and i think it, it's very diverse and it's practical which i think is part of its appeal to me is that i feel like i can use it whenever and however i want so well not however but i i guess i could use it however i wanted you could just throw them at walls. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, don't do that. It traveled years. 70 years for me to smash it into a wall. Hmm. Uh, how big is your collection? That is a hard question. I actually have no idea. Um, I have two very large Ikea shelves that are... I wish I could show a picture. Um, you can send a picture and put it on Instagram. Oh, we'd love to Insta that. Okay, I can do that. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty large. And then I have like another hutch and another, <laughs> I have, I have several displays. It's large. If I had to quantify it, 400 is probably about accurate, maybe more, um, just b- based on like individual pieces, not sets specifically. So it could be a little more, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so it's pretty extensive. It's, it's a lot. I'm even wearing a Pyrex shirt just for this occasion today that I had made right before this trip. So it has a pattern called Gooseberry on it, which is my favorite. And one of my like claims to fame in the Pyrex community, where I found these like pale yellow fridges, which is a color. So one of the cool things about Pyrex is that like throughout the decades, you can kind of see the different kitchen taste based on the color scheme of the bowls that were produced. Um, and so 50s, you get a lot of like turquoise and pink and pale yellow which is like the softer shade of yellow. Um, so those were like the big colors. And so these were like weird and uncommon to be found in the shape, which is a whole other conversation piece that I can get to in a little bit. Um, but anyway, so I found these like fridges and like, so now I have like this extensive pale yellow collection. So that's like partially my claim to fame kind of thing. So my shirt says pale yellow queen. Cause it's also like something <laughs> that people that in the community have like started calling me. It's fun. I don't know. It's whimsical. <laughs> Wish we introduced you like that. Uh, no, uh, I feel like I'm actually introduce you and then Matt can put it in earlier. I uh, welcome to the stage. I know you're not going to <laughs> uh, the pale yellow queen. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, so yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question that yeah. sort of popped into my brain. Do so like, so now they just make like clear glass stuff. Do they ever like reissue old stuff because you're in like because people collect it? Can I answer this question? <laughs> are you the guest speaking? I was gonna say, are you no, on the stage? I'm your acquaintance now, so I don't know if I have a stake in letting you speak. They had a, a, a run with Target and they sold stuff. Oh, because Target's your yeah. thing. <laughs> Target's my thing. <laughs> However, to answer your question fully, it would be really expensive for them to make glass the same way they used to because they would have to get the molds and. And those kind of things that they no longer have to make the shapes, to make the like opal glassware that they used to make. So no to an extent, but to answer your question, they do for like the modern like storage bowls, like the like the two two quart, I think. I think they're two quart storage bowls, Um, but they do them in various sizes, but they reissue some of like the vintage patterns, which I have several of those. Um, I have tried to limit myself with those because (laughs) I really don't need tons of those but they keep making them so cute and it's hard (laughs) interesting i got an answer i didn't expect from both of you (laughs) yeah so like a lot of the storage bowls kind of like you talked about except they'd be like a smaller more cohesive size would definitely be something that would be that would be something that they've definitely taken on and reproduced and and ran with a little bit so they know the appeal 
to an extent. So, and Pyrex actually had like a, for their 100 year anniversary, had like a pretty extensive display of like Pyrex of the decades. So they had a lot of the patterns that they've made over the years. I don't even know how many patterns there are in existence including promotional patterns and like standard production so they would do like things for holidays so there would be like one pattern that was released maybe for like christmas of 1958 um, and then it would never be produced again for another year so it was very limited whereas like standard production runs would be like uh, i don't know the primary color bull set which you can see in like i love lucy and other stuff which is like this really standard like big yellow bull green bull red bull blue bull um, was produced from like the forty from like forty five ish sometime around the late forties until the early sixties. So it was pretty extensive and it's it's run of course and then kind of where it so those would be more of a standard production line as opposed to the promotional pieces which were for like a season. Interesting. I didn't I gotta say I didn't know any of this. I I know about I have Pyrex bowls, but I didn't understand that that uh prior to the plain boring ones I have that they had a cool history. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Emily and I are actually from, um, so one of the, so part of the reason I like that she mentioned anchor hockey is cause they were like big competitors for Pyrex. Um, so they were, they made the brand called fire King, which it was a really big competitor. Like I said, that would also do patterns and, um, some it's, like it has some things that are somewhat popular and can still be quite expensive and collectible, but it's not as big. I would say maybe the mug, their mugs are, but otherwise not so much. And that's from our hometown, which is cool. So that was made in Lancaster, mm. Ohio. It's like UGO versus Pokemon cards, like <laughs> Pokemon, UGO. They're still, oh, they're still worth something, but they're not worth as much as Pokemon. They don't cards. have a game where you can go out hunting Pokemon, which by the way, remind me off after the pod, you guys need to become friends on Pokemon go. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> I just I just need to be reminded of that. An even 30. Um, okay, so... An even 30? I have 29 friends on my... Oh, okay. Um, okay. Pyrex. Okay. Pyrex. <laughs> Would it be a true statement for me to make to say that part of the appeal of Pyrex is like the hunting? Totally, 100%. Okay. Um, which has been something that I think has been a little weird for me lately is that like, I have like almost everything I could ever imagine and more like wanting. So part of like my recent like hurrah has been like realizing that I can let things go and it being totally fine. But my, a huge part of it is definitely like, you never know what you're going to find. And like some rare weird things pop up all the time, which I have found some rare pieces myself just from hunting all over Ohio and like Pennsylvania and such. But, um, yeah, my collection, I think this is a question I frequently get asked is like, where do you get your stuff? Or like, people would be like, you're so lucky. And I'm like, you have no idea like how much I hunted for this. Because my old job, I worked a really atypical hours. So I was able to like go out during the day and I would thrift a lot. And um, as a result, I would pick up a lot of my collection at thrift stores and I pieced a lot of my sets together, which people tend to want full sets rather than individual pieces when they're like looking to buy something. But a lot of hard work goes into completing things that you pick up like one bowl, like one month and then like four months go by and you find another piece of the set. And um, so it was a lot of like hard work to put a lot of my collection together and piece these full sets that either were sold, not sold as full sets or have just lost their mates over time. Um, so other than thrifting, like I definitely have found a lot of stuff antiquing um, some stuff through like, through like Craigslist or marketplace or, I've made some purchases online, although I do that very minimally. Um, and a few pieces have come as gifts or yard sales or those kind of things. But 
I live in the city, so it's a little harder to find yard sales than maybe like in the country. Um, I love yard sales. I know you do. Your mom actually got me a piece or two from yard sales. So the teapots from a yard sale. (laughs) Our teapot here. So I have never collected Pyrex. Although, as I said, you stole it from me. Um, Although her mom gave her a bull set. Um, of probably the most well-known pattern, which is butterprint, mm-hmm. that is in her apartment, and also I have gifted her Pyrex. It's true. It, it lives in my apartment, and it's it's. I put it on display. In fact, the other night she told me that I said she said something like "go away," and anyway, <laughs> to the extent of it, I was like, "Did you just tell me to go away?" Like, and I was. She said, "No." I. Why would I say that? Or, no, or something along be, those no, lines. No, I wanted it to be said. He thought I said go away i hate you and i said no i did not say that (laughs) and i said how would you feel if i fell down the stairs and she said don't break my pyrex (laughs) that i gifted her (laughs) wow uh it's a she was reading me that night i I was i was on i was on fire that night um okay i have not collected pyrex however i grew up with a collecting mom no and i love going to yard sales i love thrifting sorry kathy riggins i love you but i just read you um, she, um, I love to thrift. I love to antique. I don't have enough space to collect, so I've never been a very focused collector. But Except I do books about medieval queens. Well, that's a different that's a different topic. Um, in fact, it has been a different topic. <laughs> it has been a different topic. Mm, surprised that has been twenty um, topics. This can be a conversation for Matt and Troy. But wow, um, what do you think? Like, why? How do I want to phrase this? Only you can tell us. What about those things like thrifting and antiquing and yard sailing? Like, why are they so fun? <laughs> I think some some part of it is the thrill of getting like a bargain on something. I think it's why people like going out for Black Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're maybe not in theory like really getting a bargain. I think a huge part of it is that you're they've psychologically trained you that you're getting a really good deal. Um, so, I mean, I've definitely found, I'm going to use, this as an example, like I've definitely found pieces at thrift stores and it's not like a good deal for like what it is or for the pattern or whatever, but like someone might love it just because yeah. they want it. But like in someone might think it's a good deal when in really reality it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that helps or answers some stuff, but I think part of it's just the people are like, woohoo. Yeah. It's like winning, trying to win the lottery. You're like, yeah. I want to be the one who gets the thing. Yeah. It's that endorphin rush. Also, I think that has kept me going back. I think that's true. I also say maybe this is mostly true for yard sales, but just love to be like, just, just see what other people have. Like nibby nose. Like, oh, they mm. had this you're at no- one time and now nosy. they're selling it. Why? Nosy, nosy, nosy. Why did they buy that bread maker and why is it being sold right now? Uh, Probably because they never made bread. You see a lot of bread makers at y'all's yard sales. Is that true? Do you see a lot of teapots or no? A medium amount. I'd say. I don't know. It depends on the yard sale. (laughs) Depends on the location. That's insightful. The setting. Um, Matt, have you collected anything or do you frequent antique stores or yard sales or? Well, I see a lot of Simpsons stuff, so he clearly. I definitely, coll- I definitely collect things. Um, yeah, you do collect things. The answer of collecting is is surely yes. Uh, I don't really go to yard sales very much. It's been a long time since I've been to one. Um, 
although um <laughs> when i was in the boy scouts um <laughs> which, uh, the the popcorn boy keeps coming up uh yes we did sell popcorn <laughs> um which i could talk about uh, at length if i wanted to um but uh my troop uh in order to raise money for summer camp i think it was summer camp we would have like a really big yard sale so mm-hmm. we took instead of taking like donations of money and stuff we took donations of stuff and we would fill like an entire uh, we had like a church hall that was just like filled with tables with just like just tons of crap on them. <laughs> and uh, I used to like work, I guess work that like I would help yeah. sell things or, or organize or price tag or do all that stuff. So I have had a pretty, and we would do that like every year and it was like this big, it was like our biggest fundraiser thing. So I do have that in my back pocket. Uh, and I've also been, to, I've been to some thrift stores. I do find them very, interesting i don't really buy much but i'll just look at the weird stuff like i have just find it i guess i find this topic interesting because i never knew that these were like a thing people cared about and um i do like going to like a thrift store and being like oh look at a thing someone actually owned or whatever (laughs) Uh, or i've been to like i don't know if you guys have been to this kind of thrift store but like where um it's like or antique store or however you want to word it um but it's like a it's like a building and uh, each room is like somebody, somebody's stuff. So it's just all their stuff in one room. And so they sort of, I guess they must pay either like a commission or they pay like a fee to just be there or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like all their stuff in one room. And then you go to the next room and it's all someone else's stuff that they're selling. And I, it's always weird to see that setup because then you see like the theme of that person's life almost or like what their deal yeah. is. <laughs> I think something that you catch onto is like, so a lot of the things you probably find at like antique stores or things that people have um, like niche specialties of things that people have knowledge about. And so we'll collect like, for example, I'm sure I've passed up tons of things worth money at thrift stores just because it's not something I am an expert in. Whereas like somebody like, I think I'm thinking of the antique stores that you're kind of talking about and like, you maybe see a booth or like a room or something that's very kitchen heavy where someone clearly has expertise on kitchen knowledge, but like, I have like next to no expertise on like vintage clothing or those kind of things. So like maybe that's what someone else like focuses on or furniture or those kind of things. So I think it it just kind of boils down to maybe what someone's niche interest or area of expertise or those kind of thing can be too. Um, Yeah. I've definitely seen the kitchen ones. I've seen Christmas ones. I've I've seen seen vintage holidays are huge. They'll have like the craziest. They're like, I didn't know someone could own so much Christmas specific themed things. Or like whatever, like, yeah, I don't know. You just have like every single Kitchen piece wear. of stuff will yeah. just be like that holiday. And you're like, wow, you really just transform your whole house. Seven our future viewers. Yeah. <laughs> My mom does not collect star and popper shakers, but she does. Um, just our Fairfair County Fair. There is a, we, she enters like, there's like contests for like best glass, best cookies, best like best different categories but one of the categories um best antique salt um salt and pepper shaker subcategory novelty and she will enter that every year and she has quite the weird collection of salt and pepper shakers because we enter that every year i once got in fourth and i had the highest rated one out of my whole family of all time it was a toaster what wait novelty i did not know this about you yeah it was great novelty salt and pepper shakers yeah so like mine was like 
a, like a mini toaster and the salt and pepper shaker were two pieces of bread that went in the toaster. Okay. Um, those aren't novelty the only good kind? Like they're obviously, um, I guess there are nice the looking ones. The other category is elegant. Elegant. Mm. I just so like glass and boring. Yeah, that that whole cat. I don't I'm not interested in that at all. I want to see, I want to see the toaster one. Yeah. It's one of the most popular categories, I think, because it's so fun. Yeah, this is this this is what I have like. Oh, this also tied into the rotating what you have in your house kind of stuff. Like my mom has like different seasonal salt and pepper shakers. So like around mm-hmm. Christmas, they might be or like maybe more like a, a general winter theme uh, or like summer salt and pepper shakers, <laughs> like different seasonally appropriate ones. I have I have some of my own that are kind of weird. Uh, I have like a bride and groom one I got for my wedding or something. Oh, I've seen those. They're over there. They're over there. There's, the- those are they're pretty old. They're older ones. Uh, my my grand my, my mom's mom collected them so like a lot of them are pretty they're like older ones uh, that have been around for a while i have some cute cats and like another one that's just like plastic but i don't want to need to go down any other rabbit holes yeah. in my life so let's be clear yeah trying to re- reduce the number of things you collect <laughs> also i'm gonna go back on emily and read her that she says she hasn't been a very avid collector Girl has more books than most Again, libraries. That's a different topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's All a different those topic. books. I'm spilling the tea on that. Um. Okay. The tea has been spilled. Um. What is your favorite piece you own? Oh and God! Why? That's hard. Pick your favorite child. You have to do it. Oh my Just God! Pick one. My favorite. This is challenging. Um, well, I guess I'll go with, so when I was, I'll I'll tie this back into my earlier story was when I was like researching all these different like patterns and stuff. So I didn't realize how rare some of these things were. And we're talking like, there's like maybe a few one (laughs) and sometimes there's one of a kind like known. Um, and then there are like a few pieces that maybe there are like four or five. And then there's some pieces that there are maybe like 10. So this is something I had no idea when I was early on. Cause like anyone that was new at something, you have no idea about this stuff until you become an expert in it. Um, but so one of the patterns I really liked because it was this really elaborate and eccentric and really, really weird and different from any other um, piece of Pyrex out there with a horse on it. And it's called Gypsy Caravan. Um, and it's just this really cool bowl that has a horse on it that I that I like. Um, so that would be, I think, is my favorite piece. And I would say it's one of the things people know me for also. But... Um, I love that you have things that you're known for. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think like people just like get to know you. And I think part of the way is that you brand yourself like with anything, like if you come off as like authentic and genuine, I think people usually respond to that. And um, rather than someone who comes off with a nasty attitude or like, I just don't understand the point of being mean or unkind to people. So I think that you have a welcoming Instagram page. It's true. I like to think I have charisma. Emily is slowly judging me <laughs> on the um, side. I'm not judging. I just, um, I mostly thought to the time Matt and I played Dungeons and Dragons. And, um, one of the categories you had was charisma. I don't remember what mine was. Well, charisma is also one of the things that RuPaul looks for in a superstar. Katie Abati would be proud of this. Shout out to her and to her episode. Yeah. Go yeah. back and listen to that one if you haven't listened to it already. We've got a few Although, episodes we've been Shout talking. out to the group chat that Emily Riggins forced herself upon. I had to. Mm. 
yeah. about Drag Race, which she randomly will throw in Hamilton comments from time to time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Go back and listen to our Drag Queens episode, <laughs> our Target episode, our Boy yeah, Scouts episode. Yeah, please listen to the Target episode. These are all past I episodes. I love Target so much. What is Target with? Is that Sleep? Which I also mentioned. Is that the same episode? I don't. No, it was not. Okay. Because that was my key lime pie tea. Mm. Ooh. It wasn't very good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing. It was before the rating system, though. It was I before think. the rating system, yeah. Oh. So we'll never know how we felt about yeah. it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I guess um, this is the point where I'm going to ask if there's anything else you want to add. Well, I mean, if you are intrigued or have any more questions or want to know more information, you can always feel free to message me on Instagram. My handle's in the morrow, like tomorrow without the T-O in front of it. I-N. I-N. H-E. Morrow. M-O-R-R-O-W. I wasn't going to spell it. Yeah. So I guess if you have more questions or you just want to see some more glassware or whatever, I'm happy to answer you and... Welcome to my mid-century glass life, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Troy's Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I told you to plug that. So you've already plugged it. Okay. I just want you to know. <laughs> um, okay, so do you feel good about the topic? Yeah. Okay. You feeling good? Um, you feeling good, Troy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the tea has hit me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reach to my phone. We're going to, though, to Carly's Corrections Corner. We have a couple of corrections that came in today, you know, a little under the wire uh, or just under the wire. Is that how that phrase works? Um, Just barely beating that wire. Uh, Wires have been beaten. (laughs) Wires have been beaten. But we're also like a few episodes. We have a few episodes in the cache. So we really do have to get to these corrections because I don't even know how old these are now. Um, So one of them is for Matt and one of them is for me. For me? I want to get really defensive. Um, And um, both of them are for my mother who asked me for the TBD podcast email, which is just so everyone knows tbdpodcast.gmail.com send your Carly's corrections and also just fan mail oh yeah we haven't got we haven't plugged the email in a while olives is the subject title olives format the little red thing in a green olive is a pimento a pimento in turn is a small cherry pepper the pimentos are added to green olives to make them more palatable as they seem as it seems they suck on their own Felt compared to, sh- felt, I don't know why I can't read. Felt compelled to share this info. The greatest fan from Ohio. Okay, I think I did. I think I was roughly aware it was a pimento, but I didn't really know what a pimento was, nor was I that confident to say it on the podcast. And I also didn't want to get asked. <laughs> so thank you. That's a good. That's very informative. And okay, now the you next know. one, I have a problem. And I love olives, by the way. <laughs> they suck on their own. No, they're good. Um. The subject title for this one is. Go I'm ahead. So mad at her. Emily's lying again. <laughs> Correcting Emily's assertion that she has never climbed a mountain. Girl, Mount Pleasant. <laughs> oh man. I'll give you that you weren't a honey house. I give you that we weren't a honey household, but damn it, we had a mountain. Your fave fan, your mother. Listen, we did have a mountain. As stated earlier, it was a glorified hill. It is a glorified hill, Kathy. Um, it is called Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Welcome to the East Coast. We have mountains over here, although not as good as the West Coast does. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I will I, firmly stand with Emily on our disagreement over the fact that that is not actually a mountain. I wow. Or, or in our agreement that that is not actually a mountain. Rather, yeah. You're disagreeing. You're agreeing ab- with the disagreement. Yeah. I have uh, to say that I'm. I. It's interesting that your mom so quickly gave up the ground on that honey household thing. I know she, she is, really did. I'm really happy about that, honestly. I, I believe she's that's a submission of her own correction on yeah. herself. Um, and uh, I also find the subject line funny because only you and I read these. So 50% of all the people who read it are Emily. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe she wrote that so she'd make sure that it got read and not ignored because then I would see it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Well, we sh- we're wrapping up now. Yeah. Thank you for the corrections, both of them. Yes, thank you. And also, send your fan mail, please. Uh, everyone, you know, T-A-B-D at gmail.com. T-A-B-D. Oh, podcast. Podcast. T-A-B-D podcast at gmail.com. I goofed. All of our th- all of our things are T-E-A-B-D podcast. The Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the website. <sighs> that everything i think so that's all of them da, 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 da. we don't have a snapchat do, do you want us to get a snapchat nope okay good <laughs> we've done we've effort. done in the entirety of us having an instagram we've had two instagram stories so i don't know that we need a uh i don't know that we needed a snapchat i don't think so. the instagram story machine <laughs> all right you feel good i feel good all right uh Oh, you always start this part. Oh, I was gonna say I was say we should we should say thank you to our guest first. Oh yeah. Hey, Troy. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks I'm for having really me. Really happy you visited so you could be on the podcast. No, that's not the reason you visited. I'm having the worst time of my life, darling. Oh. 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 <laughs> that was that was a quote from Drag Race. Katie will understand. Can Keith. you can you tell how you really feel to the listeners who haven't seen Drag Race? Yeah. How you felt about being on this podcast? Um, it's been enjoyable. Thank you. <laughs> um, All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I have been Matt Armando. I have been Emily Riggins. And this has been another episode of uh, TBD. With Matt and Emily. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.